Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing with Nama. I'm Casey and I'm back with a new episode. I decided for this episode to talk about my twin flame journey. Really an update because I did the twin flame episode with Meg and I feel like maybe I'm supposed to share my journey now. Um, I am a little nervous just because I don't really share this uh, with really anybody. Only one person that I really talked to about this and I have not really shared it on this level before. So I'm st- I usually keep it very private and protected. So <sighs> yeah, I'm a little nervous, but uh, I feel like this is the time to record this and put this out um and i don't know so i'm just following my intuition on this Uh, first i want to say this is my experience so everyone is going to be different every twin flame journey is going to be different there are some if you listen to the episode i did with meg about the twin flame journey um that would be really helpful to like let you know some of the signs um of being on the journey and all that stuff, but um, it's very rare, as I understand it, it's very rare to be on this journey. Um, Not everybody is on it in this lifetime. So um, there are a lot of people, especially on TikTok and stuff, who it's kind of become like one of those popular things to say, or people to say like soulmates, you know, people just, Oh, this is my twin flame and not necessarily on the journey they just kind of it sounds romantic and it sounds romanticized and so people tend to take it and run with it so anyway I'm rambling so I'll get to the the point of the episode so I decided to share now because I feel like I need to get comfortable with um, opening up about it and letting people know about it and it could help somebody that might be going through the journey. So I want to um, just stop um, hiding from it, I guess, and open myself up in a way that I haven't done before. Uh, Before I start, I just want to talk about some ways I knew that this person was my twin flame uh, before I just start talking because I'm probably going to forget. So he was like me in a lot of ways. It was like talking to myself, like talking to a version of me outside of my body. I started seeing 1111 a lot, like all the time after we met. I started seeing angel numbers, especially 1111, but um, angel numbers just started happening Um, during that time I was thrown into a spiritual awakening that just turned my whole life upside down and ended up changing my life in the best way possible Uh, but at the time was really really difficult and I couldn't stop thinking about him I just all the time like thinking about him all the time on on loop and there was nothing that I could do to stop it it was really frustrating at times because I just wanted to like have some peace of mind and have some peace without thinking about this person and never, it never came. 
Um, and I knew he was special, but I just couldn't explain why. I always felt like this is somebody, like he's somebody, but I just don't know why I feel so pulled to this person. Especially, you know, when I don't feel like I'm getting what I need from him, but I just can't seem to like not like him, you know, or care for him or love him. Um, there were times um, that I would feel him telepathically, and I still do sometimes, but I would like feel him energetically, and I, I just knew it was him. Um, or I would physically like feel his hand on my shoulder or something like that. It's totally, if you've never been on the journey, it would be something that sounds so weird, but telepathically, twin flames are connected, and it's really hard to understand it until you go through it. Um, meeting him showed me things that I needed to work on. So it just threw everything in my face and was like, here, deal with it. So that's also what triggered the anxiety because it was like a, just a pile on of things and things that I needed to work on and heal from and confront and all these different things like boundaries. And it was a lot happening at one time. And this is all triggered by meeting this one person. Um, I felt automatically comfortable with him, so there was no awkward phase. It was just kind of like we went right into being comfortable with each other. And um, I felt like he could see me without me telling him anything about me. He could just see me in a way that people hadn't really seen me before. It was weird. I fell for him really fast, and I felt really strongly about him to the point where I'm pretty sure I did love him. I do, but um, even then, but I just felt really strong, this really strong pull, and I couldn't shake it, I couldn't break it, I couldn't do anything to make it go away as much as I tried, and I tried a lot. I tried so many times to make it go away, and it just would not go away, so those were all things that made me say, okay, this is my twin flame. So to rewind, I met my twin flame in 2016 and it was November of 2016, met him on an online dating site. I had joined because my friend was on that site and kept telling me like, you need to join, you need to join. And I'm like, eh, I really don't want to, but I had joined just to like try it out, try something new. And that was in the summer of 2016. So I stayed on there for a few months, talked to a few people, nothing really stuck. So by the time November came around, I was over it and I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm ready to move on from this online dating because it just doesn't feel like it's working. I'm going to just take my profile down. So I went on the app on my phone to take my profile down and I had a message from somebody and it was really intriguing, like the way that they worded the message was different than anybody else had worded it. And it caught my attention to the point where I was like, let me look at this profile. Let me see what, you know, let me just look up and see what he's all about. And I looked and I was like, oh, okay. You know, I could talk to him. Responded back to his message. And then from there, um, that's where things started. So. We would message back and forth on the app for a while. I don't remember for how long. Eventually, 
um, I ended up giving him my number. And when we first started talking, I was like, immediately I already liked him and I wanted to talk to him all the time. And yeah, so I ended up giving him my number and we started texting back and forth in the midst of me meeting him and like getting into this whatever it was ended up being a situationship but regardless um i was thrown into like anxiety super 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 anxiety and i did not know what it was i didn't know what anxiety was at the time because i hadn't experienced anxiety attacks before so i thought i was losing my mind um it came with a little bit of depression it was just a whole like it just turned my life upside down in so many ways. And I didn't really know what to do with it. And when I think back on it, the month before in October of that year, I was in Hawaii visiting family with, we were on a big family trip in Hawaii. And I can remember feeling um, like detached or just like numb or weird but I didn't have, I wasn't depressed and I didn't understand why I felt so strange. Um, and I can remember like I was in the ocean with like sea turtles swimming around me and I love sea turtles. Like there's nothing that makes me happier than seeing sea turtles. And I just felt so detached. I just didn't feel happy. I just felt numb and it was really strange. And eventually I came out of it, but now thinking back on it, that probably was something that was letting me know that this big um, event in my life was coming. I just didn't know it at the time. So anyway, we started communicating back and forth. This is mostly 99% via text um, and just talking to each other that way. And it was cool. Like It was cool to talk to him. We had a lot of things in common. The conversation always flowed. It was easy to talk to. We just kind of got into this routine and this habit and it wasn't weird. It was like we've been talking forever. Uh, we just became close pretty quickly, in my eyes close. Um, and so yeah, from there, we just continued to do that. And in my mind for a while, it felt like it was like four months, but in reality, it was only from November to January that we were like in this whole thing. So that's kind of tells you like where I was mentally, I guess, because it felt like it was, well, I don't even know if it was mentally, maybe it's just part of the journey, but it felt like way longer than it actually was in real, in real time. Um, we would, you know, we would talk every other day but sometimes he would ghost me or he would not answer my texts for hours or till the next day or we'd be in the middle of a conversation and all of a sudden he would stop answering um, just mid-conversation and then pick up you know hours later like nothing had ever happened and just little things like that where it would bother me because I just feel like um, does this not meet is this not matter to you is this not important enough for you to you know, stay awake and not take a nap in the middle of talking and, you know, stuff like that. But I never said anything. I never told him that it was bothering me. I never made it a big deal. And I was always available. I always made myself available no matter what. And that's something I wish that I could change. Not wish that I could change, but I wouldn't do that now. 
Um, I definitely wouldn't make myself as available as I did then, but I, I, I had a lot of learning to do and a lot of growing to do back then. So, yeah, so during this time, um, he and I would just be talking and stuff and he would be, would be super into the conversation and then would just drop off the face of the planet for a day or two or for hours at a time. And this went on pretty much the whole time that we were talking. Um, and while we were talking, I started to like feel that this was something different. Even though, you know, there was a ghosting going on and all that stuff, it just felt different. From the very beginning, it was just different. It was something that piqued my interest and something that made me say like, this is, this is something and I need to stick with this or I need to like follow this because this is somebody important and I didn't know what it was. And I even remember telling um, my, I think my friend or my mom, whoever, that he was like me in so many ways. And throughout us talking, I would always be like, it's like talking to me. It's like I'm talking to myself because he's, it's like some, that's something that I would say or something like that. It was just always very familiar. And that's something that sparked my starting to Google and like look up things like this, like soulmate, like how do you know somebody is your soulmate or something like that. And I honestly don't remember how I ended up coming across Twin Flames. I really don't. Um, but I know that I did come across it in some way and started to look at the different signs or, you know, quote unquote signs or whatever, and putting the pieces together. And I was like, hmm, I think that's what's going on here. But I was kind of in denial. And so I was going back and forth a lot. And eventually I was like, okay, I can go with this. Like, this is my twin flame. So I got super into like looking up everything about twin flames, uh, following pages about twin flames, like everything about twin flames. I just wanted to know how this was gonna go. I wanted to know how, what I could expect on this journey, like how this is gonna play out so that I could be prepared for what was gonna happen. Um, obviously that did not happen at all because you cannot prepare for something like this. Um, and if you're on the journey, you'll know, and it's never, I have never had a toxic experience with him. It was just not healthy for me. It wasn't something that I could continue doing and be the best version of myself. So, um, it took me a while to get to that point. So in the time that we stopped, we were talking for those two months, uh, one month in, I was like, I've had enough. He should know how to treat me. He should know how, you know, he should want to talk to me all the time, or at least show some interest in talking to me. He should be treating me as, as good as I feel I'm treating him. And I'm just over it. I'm tired of it. And this is me talking to somebody else, not him. I never, ever told him any of this. Um, and I, he had gone ghost again for, I don't know how long, a week or something like that. Because he, it was around holidays. I guess he was visiting family. So whatever. And so then I deleted the text thread from my phone. I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to talk to him anymore. I don't think I blocked him, but I deleted the whole text thread and I was just like, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. 
then towards the end of December, maybe even the beginning of January, actually, um, he messaged me just out of the blue again saying, when can you um, meet up? When do you want to go to the movies? Because we had talked about going to the movies and like actually meeting in person. I should mention that. So rewind. I should mention that uh, during the whole time that he and I were texting and talking, we never met each other in person. And we never like video chatted, only pictures from the dating site. I should mention that because that's a key point. So uh, it sounds crazy, but yes, I you can you can fall for somebody online, and you can fall for somebody via text, especially if it's a twin flame. It can happen. It did happen to me. Um, but yes, we had never met in person, so we had talked before, prior to me deleting the text thread, we had talked about meeting up in person because um, he was gonna be coming back into town for a little bit after visiting his family because after that he was gonna be deploying, he was in the military. So um, he texted me out of the blue saying, hey, when can you go to the movies or whatever? And I did not play hard to get at all. I was immediately like, oh, okay, this is my opportunity. I." after this I don't know if I'll ever meet him in person so I have to go I have to see this person in real life I have to see who this person I've been talking to for all these weeks and I just have to take this chance and I didn't tell anybody I didn't tell my friends I didn't tell anybody but my mom what I was doing because up to that point I had been talking to, to talking about him to everybody and like all this stuff and then it kind of just fizzled out so when it came time for me to um, meet up with him I just I don't know I felt like maybe I had blown the whole thing out of proportion and maybe I didn't want to feel or look silly so I just felt like it was better to just not say anything to anybody other than my mom just so that somebody knew where I was because I was meeting a stranger and I wanted to be safe um, so I did tell my mom this is where I'm going and like let her know um, sent him sent her his profile and his picture and like information about him just in case you know he was a kidnapper or something like that I always have to be careful um so so that was in the beginning of January is when he messaged me so beginning of January um like on the 7th of January we met in real life and we went to the movies and it was so when I got to the movies, I got there a little early to, you know, get the tickets or whatever. This guy is late. So I'm like sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. Um, after I called him and said like, hey, where are you? And he's like, oh, I'm, you know, over here at this place. And I'm like, well, I'm here. I'm going to leave. And he's like, no, no, don't leave. So I stayed and I felt foolish because it was a good 10 minutes, maybe 15 or something like that. And I felt like a fool. And eventually I was just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to go see this movie by myself. Like, I'm not about to wait around for you. You know what time we're supposed to be here, like whatever. It's just another thing that he's just not, he doesn't care about me. Um, so when I got to the ticket booth, he called me and I'm like, I'm about to get my ticket. Like, I, I don't want to wait. And then here, and then um, he comes running up behind me to the ticket booth. We get our tickets. We walk in, we go on the date. It's a whirlwind I won't go into the details but um, we hung out for a while and then um, after that he he left for another place 
and then went there for a little bit and then he was going to be deploying so we messaged while he was um, out of state in a different place and then um, uh, lost my train of thought yeah and then we you know just kind of continued what we had been doing prior to us meeting in person um, so once he either before he deployed no it was before he deployed so after a while again he started to do the ghosting thing or the like weird text messaging thing and I was kind of getting over it again um, and then once he actually left um, to deploy I definitely I didn't hear from him at all which understandable right he's not it's not like the same when you're like stateside or whatever uh, but then he would message me and then I'd message him back and then I wouldn't hear anything and then he would message me again like hey how are you and then I would answer and I wouldn't hear anything for days or a week or a week and I think at that point I had just had enough to where I couldn't be understanding anymore and I was like I, I don't want to do this anymore like you obviously don't care about me. You keep doing this to me. You, it's not important enough for you to respond to me. You keep asking me how I am, but you don't really care to, to hear the answer. So I cut off all communication, and this time I did block him. Um, and uh, in retrospect, I did ghost him the way that he did me, but I didn't see it that way at the time. I felt justified in my actions, and I felt like he should know how to treat me. He should want to treat me better and people around me can tell me how they feel about me and how great they think I am and tell me all these nice things about me, but he can't do it. So I am not gonna invest any more time in this. But again, this is not something that I said to him. I just cut off all communication. That was it, I blocked him and just we just didn't talk anymore. I would check my you know the message you could check who messaged you like the blocked messages and I would check them and I did get one from him and you know he admitted that he had been bad at communicating or whatever but by that time I was just over it and I never responded and I let it go I wish looking back on it I wish I had at least given him the chance and like been honest about my feelings and said hey look this isn't okay I don't like when you do this blah 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 I do wish that I had communicated that. And I do wish that I had given them the opportunity to rectify it or make it better just to see what would have happened. But I also know that it had to happen the way that it did in a way because um, most, I'll say twin flames, or I don't know all, go through a separation phase where you both have to heal away from each other. You have to heal wounds. You have to um, grow your self-love. You have to heal, um, you know, just different parts of your life that you can't really do together. So that's something that your twin flame comes into your life to do is to trigger you into an awakening, really, and to be your highest, your best self, your best version of yourself. And that's what we entered into by January of 2017 on my part because I just ceased all communication. So, and we had never followed each other on social media or anything like that. So when I stopped like communicating via text, that was it, we had no other way of um, communicating. Um, and during the time that, well, I'll say after that, after I stopped talking to him, I just kind of 
went into self-care mode, self-love mode, learning more about myself. It was really difficult to stop talking to him and to let it go because I felt really strongly about him. And I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty sure I was probably in love, which is not strange if you're on the twin flame journey. Um, I know I for sure did love him. So it was really hard to let that go and not have, you know, be little things during the day where I would want to be like, oh, I want to text him about this or that. And I couldn't do that because too much time had passed and I had ghosted. So and plus, I felt like I don't want to start this whole um, the this whole cycle again of him messaging me when he feels like it or that's how I take it anyway. <clears throat> so I just moved on. I moved on. I tried my best to just move on, forget about him, take care of myself, do all these different things. Um, and that led me to studying abroad in England. I did that in fall of 2018. I went overseas to study abroad. That was something to challenge myself and to really grow myself and um, be away from my family and just really like stretch myself in a way that I never had stretched myself before. So um, I definitely needed that. And I know that had he and I still been in communication during that time, I more than likely wouldn't have gone because the time that I left for England was around the time where he would have been like returning back from deployment. And I feel like I would have been in that mode of, I have to wait for him. You know, what if he wants to, you know, like actually be together and all, you know, that's just the mode that I was in. I was very wrapped up in it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for the separation because it didn't hold myself back. I didn't hold myself back from so many things that I would have had we stayed in communication or tried to be in a relationship. So I ended up going to, um, to England for four months. Um, in the beginning of that uh, trip, I was kind of lonely and I started to kind of see things from his perspective. So when he was here, where I am, he, this is not where he's from. He was here because of the military. So he didn't have any friends or family and was just looking for people to talk to. And that's how he ended up um, you know, on the dating side or whatever. And I was in that similar situation, being away from my family and um, feeling like, man, I wish I had somebody to talk to. So I started to see things from his perspective and thought it would be a good idea to uh, reach out to him. I felt like, you know, enough time had passed, I could just pop back in and be like, hey, you know, how's it going? Um, I did that via WhatsApp. I reached out and that took a lot of courage because I was going back and forth for a few days like, no, don't do it. Yes, do it. No, do it. Don't. And then I ended up just going ahead and just um, messaging and looking back on it, that was like pretty bold because I did ghost him, you know, so I just kind of popped back in like, hey, remember me? And it was because I had convinced myself to that point. I had convinced myself that he didn't really care about me and that it wasn't as big of a deal to him as it was to me. So I figured, you know, me ghosting him wasn't that big of a deal. Like he didn't really like me anyway. He never showed me that he liked me. He never really told me how he felt about me. So me ghosting him probably didn't really affect him. So me showing up again shouldn't affect him either. 
That was my thought pattern at the time. So it took him a few days to message me back. And then, you know, we just kind of got back into that old cycle of like talking. I did acknowledge to him why I stopped messaging him. I didn't do it in the way that I would if I had the chance to do it again today. Um, But I did acknowledge like, hey, this is why I stopped talking to you. I just felt like you didn't, it wasn't important enough for you. And I should have told you blah, blah, blah had that small little conversation via text again and talked again for maybe a week and then he ghosted me so that was the last time that we spoke was in uh, 2018 so we have not had any communication whatsoever um, since that time and um, it's been a roller coaster it's been a journey for me I don't know his side because I haven't talked to him and it's been a roller coaster for me. I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. I've done a lot. I feel happy about a lot of the things that I've done, even though the whole time I've missed him tremendously. Um, I have not stopped thinking about him since the day that I met him. And that's just something I've had to come to accept because for a long time I was fighting that. I was trying to push it away. I didn't want to deal with it. Like, Every single day would be something. It would be a thought. It would be a sign. It would be something outside of myself that would remind me of him. And it just was nonstop. It was just um, overwhelming at times because it was just like, I don't want to think about this person anymore. I want to move on with my life. I want to do different things. Like this probably wasn't even anything. Maybe I'm blowing it out of proportion. I had so many different feelings throughout this time. It's so many different thoughts, so many times where I was just kind of like, maybe I made the whole thing up. Maybe it wasn't anything, you know, and maybe I'm I'm just crazy. I'm just crazy thinking that this was my twin flame. Um, so the thing that made me stop the back and forth was, let's see, 2021. I had gotten so I switched over from from an Android to an iPhone, right? I had already deleted his number from my um, from my iPhone when it showed up after I moved my contacts over. I was like, nope, don't want to deal with that. I don't need that number, so deleted it. I ended up doing something. So this is 2021. I ended up doing something on my phone. I don't know, something with Google, a Google app. And I was going through my contacts, just cleaning them out because I have random contacts in there. And his number had popped back up somehow because my Google contacts had synced. So I was like, what in the world? Why is this in here? Like, I, this is, it it just triggered me. It triggered me. And I was just like, what is this doing here? Like, I haven't really thought about this person. Intentionally, that is. Um, I haven't given a lot of thought to it. I haven't put a lot of energy towards it. I'm really trying to, like, let it go. And then that happened and it just triggered me into a little bit of a frenzy, not, not a big frenzy, a little bit of a frenzy. And, um, I started to get curious about him. I started to get curious about him and I started to get curious about, um, just him in general. Like, and I started replaying conversations and I started like saying like, Oh, what if he, um, 
you know, was not telling me the truth or, you know, just all kinds of things were going through my head. And so, and so, um, I, um, I Googled him. I looked him up. I was being nosy and ended up finding out that he had moved on with somebody else. And while I'm not proud of my nosiness, and I feel like I'm not, you know, not the only one that's ever done any Googling, um, I feel like I needed to know that he moved on because in my mind that was never an option. I never considered that. And it really took me aback and it really made me reevaluate the entire situation and kind of sent me into back into like a mini spiral, like in the beginning that I had experienced, um, but not as intense for sure. But it just kind of made me take a step back and really reevaluate how I've how I've been not dealing with all of those feelings that came with um, just anything around this person, um, everything that comes with being in the twin flame journey that I have not dealt with, that I didn't allow myself to accept or I didn't allow to be real. I needed to, I needed to, I needed to see that he moved on for me to realize that my feelings were real and it was okay for me to feel that way and that it was okay to accept that Yes, this is my twin flame. Yes, I did have very strong feelings for this person. Yes, I do love this person. Yes, um, I do want to be with this person. And all all of the ways that I've felt during this journey, there's nothing wrong with it. It is something very confusing. It is something rare. It's something I still am trying to figure out to this day. And this is um, going on, what, seven years. And it's all okay. But, you know, since, um, let's see, me overstepping and like looking into the 3D and looking into reality to see what was going on caused me to actually be real with myself. So I'm glad that I did it, even though at the time I felt a little silly and ridiculous for even doing that. But I needed that wake up call because I don't know that I would have been real with myself had I not seen that and I wouldn't have worked on accepting my feelings I would have kept denying my feelings and pushing them away and pushing them down and brushing it off like it was you know like it was no big deal when in reality it was a big deal and I did have feelings about it and I did have strong feelings about it and I did not have anybody to talk to about it I felt crazy a lot of the time um I don't know his side, so I, I also felt like maybe I am, it's one-sided, maybe it's only, I'm the only one that feels this way, and he is just, you know, he's moved on, he's not thinking about me, he doesn't care about me, and I'm still over here stuck, you know, so I had a lot to process after I found that out. I had a lot to think about, and I also had to think about holding myself accountable for my part in everything that I would was blaming him for prior to that like you know he did this and he didn't treat me right and he should have known how to treat me and he should know how to tell me you know this or that like it was all him anything that had gone wrong was all his fault and I never really considered 
how I possibly could have made him feel by ghosting him. And the fact that I never gave him a chance to correct his behavior because I wasn't honest with him about how I was feeling. And I let a lot of that stuff happen. So um, it wasn't only him that was doing things or, um, t- you know, like uh, being the quote unquote toxic person because it's never really toxic. But you know what I mean? Like being that person to blame. It wasn't just him. I had a part to play in it. I allowed the behavior to go on, even though I know I didn't like it. And I never spoke up for myself. I didn't feel I deserved to speak up for myself because I didn't have a lot of self-worth at that time. And when I when it got to be too much, I ran. I did. So I had to be real with myself and come to terms with all of those things and be okay with it and... Um, and try to energetically like apologize, you know, telepathically communicate or whatever you want to call it. Do those like twin flame meditations just to like send that energy because I can't physically say I'm sorry to this person and explain it to him because we're not in communication. And you know, he's moved on with somebody else. I would never overstep my boundaries in that way. But how do I, with myself, make peace with all these realizations that I'm having about my own part in all of this and accepting my feelings. So it was a lot of work to do again. Um, Just realizing all of that stuff at once and then figuring out, okay, how do I move forward with this information and with these new feelings and this newfound acceptance of all of this? How what does that look like for me to move forward? Uh, one thing that I did do moving forward was to stop talking to other people about it. And this is something that I had to just decide to do because nobody really understands. If I am explaining it to somebody who's never been on the journey, who's not a spiritual person or who doesn't know about it, they, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds crazy. I sound crazy and obsessed. And, you know, that's just how I started to feel when I would try to explain it to people or I would try to talk to people about it. It just ended up making me feel worse. And it ended up making me feel question, um, making me feel, it ended up making me question myself and my thoughts and my thinking and am I crazy? Maybe I am crazy, you know, it just became too much to the point where I just had to stop talking to people about it. And I just don't share anymore because I know how I feel, I know what I experience, I know what's real, and I don't need anybody to validate it or invalidate it, you know, because it's already confusing enough to be on this journey without people um, helping you question yourself. So I no longer speak to anybody about it. There's, There's one person that I speak to about it, and that is one of my best friends. And that was only after she ended up meeting her twin flame and went through her own like, you know, spiritual awakening and could understand it from my perspective. So it no longer was weird or like strange. She understood what I was talking about. And it's something that kind of bonded us, made us a little bit closer because now I'm just like, okay, you see what I was talking about you know, because she was with me during the time when I first met him and I was going through all this, that was the person, she was the person that I would go and cry to or whatever. And then when fast forward, 
all these years later, she's going through the same thing. It kind of made us bond and I felt comfortable to talk to her about it. And I still don't share everything with her. You know, some stuff I still just keep to myself. I'm still very private about it. I just am very protective over it. And it's not something that I want to be, um, uh, I guess I don't want it to be like infiltrated with other people's energy and all their opinions and stuff like that because it really doesn't matter. I know what it is. I know what I want to do moving forward and what the part that I want to play and that's all that matters. So I tend to be very closed off when it comes to this. Um, but yeah, finding all that out just sent me into that spiral and, and really helped me decide to focus on getting myself together in a different way. So it kind of renewed my spiritual awakening um, and helped me to get back on track with my spiritual routine, uh, creating the creating shows for the podcast episodes for the podcast, like, you know, just do it, trying different things and building uh, my spiritual like, uh, what do you call it? Oh my gosh, my words escaped me. But spiritual muscle, I guess. You know, trying to reawaken myself because up until that point I had been doing these things like meditation and journaling and all these things and it kind of became a routine. It wasn't really necessarily fun anymore, it just out of habit. So I had to find some new habits. I had to shake myself up. Um, currently, I am still focusing on myself and my purpose, spending time with myself, releasing codependency, being self-aware, challenging myself in different ways, growing my business and my brand, coming up with new ideas, and really just focusing on myself. And one thing that really helped me was Meg, who I mentioned earlier, finding her TikTok was really helpful for me because the way that she presented the information hit in a different way. I never heard anybody explain it in that way and it made me look at it in a it made me look at it differently and it helped me to come to terms and come to grips with it and make different decisions in this journey. It helped me also open my eyes to some of the things that I was doing like checking the 3D. So the 3D meaning what's physically happening in the reality right now versus the 5D, which is where the twin flames are connected. So your spiritual, like your souls, your spiritual selves are connected in the 5D in another realm. And when you check the, the, the 3D for signs or validation that they do want to be with you or whatever, whatever, you're going to see what's happening right now in reality. And that may not be an accurate reflection of what's actually going to occur do you know what i mean like sometimes checking the 3d could discourage you from moving forward with something that in the future will benefit and it will like yield results i hope that what i'm saying is making sense so watching meg's videos just helped me to realize that checking the 3d is not helpful in this situation for twin flames because that is not what matters yes the work that we're doing matters. Yes, you know, him being with this other person and learning those lessons matters. But at the end of the day, I do believe that union um, is going to happen. 
And so I can't be stuck on what's happening in the present moment. No, if I know that union will happen, I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how, but I just know that it will. So that means I am okay with letting him figure out what he needs to figure out while we are in this physical separation, uh, while we are in non-communication and me focusing on what I need to focus on while we are apart, you know, so I can't be so stuck on what he's doing that I'm not focusing on myself. I just have to let that ride. And I stopped really slowed down because I stopped for a little bit and then I started again because it's really tempting. So I'm working on stopping again, watching tarot readings, especially on TikTok about the twin flame journey and about divine masculine. Like, what is your person thinking or what is going to happen? You know, those types of things. It can be really enticing because it's, it's you're like you're seeking that external validation that like, oh, this is what's happening for him because I can't see what's happening for him because we're not talking. So this just makes you feel comfortable and it gives you a little bit of comfort knowing, feeling like you know what's going on for him or her, whoever, um, because you don't know when you're, when you're not in communication. But it's actually not helpful because it could or could not be true for your situation. Those tarot readings are very general, so they could be speaking to your situation or they could not be. So it can be harmful because you have you're making up a story in your mind that may not be true for you. Also, something that Meg said was, it's not okay to be looking into somebody else's energy without their permission. That to me stuck out because it's like, oh yeah, you're right. Like, that's his journey right now. We're not in union. We're on, you know, our own paths right now and whatever's happening for him, he should be able to do that without me checking in and making sure he's doing what he needs to be doing or just being curious and wanting to see what he's up to because it's not for me to know right now those are things that i will learn about when we do come back together and we talk about things and you know he can tell me what he wants to tell me but for me to be checking in um, without him knowing what's going on is not really fair so i have definitely um learned from that having that perspective um but i still see signs everywhere you know i still get things get external reminders of this person and external reminders that yes you are on the on the journey you're on the right path things are going to be okay um this is your person because i do honestly still have doubts sometimes i do um i do get nervous or I, you know, just, you know, you get in your head sometimes, but you know, you get those, the universe is always sending me signs to remind me and let me know, like, you're on the right path. This is your person. It's okay. Like, it's fine. So yeah, that is as far as I am on this present day. I don't have any other updates up um, other than that I am just still figuring it out and I'm still focusing as much as I can on myself and less on the journey and what it's going to look like and what's going to happen in the future or when union will happen because there's no way that I can control that there's 
an element of surprise and I like surprises so there's certain things that I'm just not supposed to know about and um you know it's kind of like like unwrapping your Christmas gift before Christmas you just want to leave it under the tree and when it's Christmas time you'll get to open it so that's where I am right now is focusing on myself finding things that make me feel happy while also honoring the journey honoring this um connection that I've been blessed with knowing that it will yield you know union at some point but that is not my um, focal point at this time something that I look forward to and I'm happy about but it can't be my only you know that can't be the goal for all of my everything that I do so anyway I pretty much that's everything that I can think of to share I hope that this episode really helps somebody. If not, it maybe it just helped me to even just get it out and talk about it. So even if like nobody listened to this episode, which is not going to happen because I'm the luckiest girl in the world. Um, it's helpful for me to talk about it because I, I don't feel that I can really talk to anybody else about it. So thanks for listening. If you think you might be on a twin flame journey, just make sure that you continue to do your research because sometimes you can get a false twin flame or a karmic things that look like twin flames that are actually not twin flame relationships twin flames are never toxic or abusive so keep that in mind it is not something to be romanticized because it is very difficult to be on this journey it's not easy it's not fun at times but it is worth it in the end um but being abused or manipulated in certain ways or somebody intentionally hurting you or being mean to you those those types of things are not in my experience part of the twin flame journey so just be aware be mindful and follow me on tiktok (laughs) follow me on social media thanks for listening i'll see you next episode